Welcome to the Doe Valley Ministry Podcast, where you can find faithful teaching and preaching of the Word of God. Our scripture reading this morning is 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 5 to 11. Fruitful growth in the faith. But also for this very reason, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, to virtue knowledge, to knowledge self-control, to self-control perseverance, to perseverance godliness, to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness love. For if these things are yours and abound, you will be neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For he who lacks these things is short-sighted, even to blindness, and has forgotten that he was cleansed from his old sins. Therefore, brethren, be even more diligent to make your call and election sure, for if you do these things, you will never stumble. For so an entrance will be supplied to you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So our message this morning is self-discipline. And we start to look at Peter's second inspired letter to the, to the believers that are scattered around the country. If you remember, that's who, who uh, Peter's first letter was to, and his second letter is to the same people. But the first letter was to encourage his readers, to encourage his listeners during times of persecution. He told them to watch out for the trials and the troubles that are going to come from outside the church. But now in the second letter that we have here, Peter warns his readers, he warns his listeners about the trials and the troubles and the struggles that are going to come from inside the church. Whether it's just from being lazy on a believer's part or actual heresy and lies from the leaders. Peter says to watch out, to be on guard. It's going to happen. So Peter tells the people to be disciplined. Apparently that was a problem that they were having way back then. And you know it's a problem that we have today. For the most part as a society, we have become undisciplined. And unfortunately it has rubbed off on on Christians as well. People seem to do just whatever they want, including Christians today, or people who claim the name of Christ. And God has given us so many things. He's given us so many blessings each and every day. He has given us what we need, but we want more. And He has given us the greatest gift of all. He gave us eternal life through Jesus Christ. How much better can it get? But yet with all those blessings that we have, we sometimes maybe become a little lazy, if you will, in our lives, especially our spiritual life. But as Christians, we shouldn't allow that to happen. God has given us all certain characteristics or attributes that we should have as believers. It's just a matter of how much we let those attitudes or those behaviors show in our lives. 
God gives us what we need. He gives us the faith that we need. We have the faith. That's why we're here. But then Peter tells us to add to our faith certain things. He tells us to practice our faith by demonstrating these attitudes in our life. And each one of these attributes, each one of these characteristics, each one of these attitudes builds upon the other. First Peter says to add to your faith virtue. Add virtue to your life. That one right there is a tough one right off the top. Because in our society today, most people aren't virtuous. And Peter's talking really about moral excellence here. That's what he's talking about. This is a God-given willpower to live a life of excellence. To do what you can do. Think about others and act upon those thoughts appropriately. We don't see this very often, but it is out there. You know, this is the stranger who runs into the burning building to save a child. It takes courage to do that. And it takes strength to be that type of person. And it takes practice. It's virtuous. Why does a stranger run into a burning building to save a child? Not because they want to be a hero, not because they want to be on the front of the paper, or not because they want to have a really good story to tell with their drinking buddies, but because it's the right thing to do. It's the right thing to do. Now, obviously, not everybody can run into a burning building. That's not what I'm saying. That's not what we all have to do. But we have to do what is right. That's what being virtuous is. It's doing what is right no matter what. And we don't see that a lot today. We don't see people standing up for what is right. But Peter says we need to add to our faith virtue. And then next Peter says to add knowledge. Add knowledge. Here he's referring not to to book smarts, not to, okay, I'm going to read all these different books so I can learn stuff about a subject. He's referring to knowledge about Jesus Christ. And he's not saying, okay, just read the Bible so you know about him. Not just an intellectual knowledge. Because there are many scholars that know the Bible very, very well. But they don't believe it. They know it. They have a knowledge of it. But they don't believe it. They don't believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. They don't believe that he was born from the Virgin Mary. They don't believe that he died and rose again. They do not believe he is Savior. And this is what Peter, this is the knowledge that Peter is telling us to have. An intimate knowledge. An intimate relationship with Jesus Christ. And he says, when you have that knowledge, you need to add Self-control. When you're living an excellent life, you add self-control. We must be disciplined. We must control our flesh, control our passions, control our desires. If not, they will control us. And it will be challenging. So as we try to control ourselves, 
we must be patient and we must persevere. And that's the next thing that Peter adds. We must endure whatever it takes when we're doing what is right in God's eyes. We cannot give in to our temptations. We cannot turn away from God during our trials. And as we persevere, Peter says, the next thing comes godliness. Godliness. We live a reverent life. We live a loyal life. We live an obedient life toward God. Because God has given us everything that we need. And most of us, probably when we, when we pray, we continue to ask God for things. And that's fine. Because we need stuff and God gives us what we need. But when He gives us something, we should ask Him to help us to use it. He's given us all certain gifts. Maybe we don't have the strength to do that. Maybe it's a physical strength we don't have to use those gifts. So we need to ask Him to help us to use the gifts and the blessings that He has given us to help others and to serve Him. Godly people want to be like God. God is holy and we must be holy. Even though we'll never reach perfection in this world, as I've said before, we still want to live out an obedient life to God. Depend on Him and be devoted to Him. And when we are living a godly life, then we'll automatically add the next attribute, which is brotherly kindness to our life. Because God has mercy and shows mercy to all. And when we show brotherly kindness, we are letting God's love shine through us. And this is not only just love of other believers, but we are to love each other and make sacrifices for each other. And when we are showing it towards other people, especially to our enemies. We are loving them as God loves them. And God wants them to come, the unbelievers, they want, God wants them to come to saving faith in Jesus Christ as well. That should be our goal, our mission also. And one of the interesting things that you read here you know, as you read through these attributes in, in Second Peter here, we would all refer to them probably as like descriptive words, you know, um, adjectives in, in many cases, you know, describing something, describing an attribute, describing an attitude. That's how they translate from the original Greek into English. They're descriptive of something. But when you actually read and study the original Greek, they're not descriptive words. They're not adjectives at all for the most case. They're actually verbs. They're action words. Meaning Peter's not describing brotherly kindness. He's not describing godliness. He's not describing self-control. He's saying these are verbs. These are actions. These are things should do. 
That's what Peter is getting at. These characteristics should be active in our lives. And when they are, we're useful to God. We're serving God. And it takes practice to do these things. It takes a lot of practice. God gives us the faith. And from there we need to work on the other characteristics. But it's what we're supposed to be doing as faithful believers and followers of Jesus Christ. And it takes discipline. It takes discipline to live the Christian life today. It takes an effort. Faith is not something we say we have. It's something that we show in our life. We practice our faith. We live out our faith. And not just Sunday morning for an hour, but each and every day. And when we are disciplined and active in our faith, it shows our love for God. And as we pursue these characteristics, we'll see a difference in our life. And other people will notice a difference as well. They'll find that we have a meaningful life. We have a useful life. We have a fruitful life. And when tough times do come, and as we read in First Peter, they will come, then we will not struggle like the unbelievers. We will not doubt or fear or despair like them. Because we know that God is there with us and that we can trust and rely on His Word and His promises that He has given to us. And that is the goal, to try to put some of these characteristics into our life, to practice them. And you know, think about your life this week. Think about the spiritual areas that maybe you need to, to work on. Or think about some of the areas of where you have been disciplined in and that you have been faithful in. And look back to see how being virtuous has served you and others well. Especially during those tough times. And that will strengthen you. Ask God for strength for the future with whatever may come your way. Let's close with a prayer this morning. Lord Jesus, we thank you for coming into our lives and enabling us to live fruitful lives for you. Help us to use the gifts that you have given to us to serve you better so that we may bring sinners to you so that they may also come to know you and to find forgiveness and eternal life through your Son, Jesus Christ, name who we pray and give thanks. Amen.